Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. You're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, Diesel Power Challenge coming up on us quick. Dude, it's coming up fast. A lot of competitors. A lot of potential competitors going into this. Um, I love the fact that, you know, we're doing what we're about to do here and introduce the different... The last five competitors out of the total 38 are are the GM. 38? Yes. That's crazy. You have 38 trucks to choose from. Wow, 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 wow. Diesel Power Magazine puts out the Diesel Power Challenge every year. And this challenge is really a testament to the truck, the driver, the the team, the the readers. readers. It it is all reader rides. Uh, So what we love about this challenge is it gives you a chance to vote. So as a reader, you get to vote in who goes. Um, out of those 38 trucks, you get to vote on 10 of them. And you'll rank them for the Dodges, 1, 2, and 3, Ford, 1, 2, and 3, GM, 1, 2, 3, and 4. So you get 10 total picks. It's a lot of... Okay, yeah. A lot of detail. A lot of detail. A lot of detail. Um, With these trucks, as you go through the April 2018 issue, you'll be able to read a lot more detail than what we're going to provide today. But we want to give you a rundown of just the the last five uh, GM trucks here that you get to vote on. So I'm going to kick it off with number 34, Alan Burke. He has an 07 Silverado. It is about 1,360 horsepower, 2,600 foot-pounds of torque, running some compound turbochargers. Looks like a 72 and a 94. Should be a bad motherfucker. 300% over injectors, 12 mil CP3, and some fuel lab lift pumps. Number 35, Cody Coach. (laughs) has an 01 LB7, 950 horsepower, 1,600 foot-pounds of torque, twin turbo, 400-400 setup, uh, S464, S483, some Exergy 100% over injectors, and a dual CP3 setup. Number 36, Cody Pulliam. Another 04 LB7, 1,400 horsepower, compound turbos with a 69 and 88 millimeter. Another set of Exergy 100% overs. No mention of his CP3 setup. It's magic. Chris, kick us over. Who's number 37? So for 37, we have Richard Coker, uh, 06 LBZ Duramax. Uh, Looks like 1,300 horse, 2,000 foot-pounds, and this is a regular cab, so that thing gets down, I'm sure. Compound Borg Warner uh, S472 over a forced inductions S491. 100% over injectors, dual CP3 pumps, and then he has a 260-gallon per hour lift pump. Um, EFI Live Tuning. Um, that's pretty much that. Allison Trans. So, yeah, yeah, should be a competitor. Okay, I mean, there's only five GMs to choose from, so only one guy is not yeah, going to make it. Right. And then, last but not least, number thirty-eight, Trey Hutton. Uh, Trey has an O3 Duramax, thousand horse, sixteen hundred foot pounds, compound sixty-six over an S four eighty. So comments. I mean, we, we've yeah, experienced yeah. those setups here. I dig it. Um, Exergy, 100%, dual ATS, uh, dual fueler pumps, and then a lift pump on it. Uh, he has nitrous, so he's coming to party. Built Allison, lower truck, gorgeous. So, four, four LB7s and one LBZ. Did yeah. I get that right? Yeah, you you did get that right, so I'm just going to verify. My vote, all four LB7s this year. Well, actually, LB7s rep. Yep, you, uh, you, you lied. Um, oh. There are two LBZs, three LB7s. Two of the trucks are regular cabs. Two of the trucks are cab and a half. So one's a crew. Regular cabs and LB7s. Those are my votes. Okay. I mean, if that's how you feel. <laughs> if that's how you feel. I want the guy who's got Niddle 420s because I want to see Niddle 420s just kill it at the, just at, the, kill it. At, kill it at the event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I dig it. So. 
Awesome, man. Well, today, guys, we're talking about handling big horsepower. Um, and for that, we brought our producer on the show to put together one of our stories so we can talk a little bit about this 2015 Cummins. Uh, it just seems to be a more and more common situation that we're talking to guys about on the phones. Yeah, for sure. Since you bought your 2015 Cummins, you've been in love with it. The truck isn't a parking lot cruiser. You tow with it every day. And while your old 7.3 was as reliable as they come, it was extremely uncomfortable for your long trips hauling campers across the country. Over the many years you've been driving diesel pickup trucks, you've become accustomed to doing some upgrades to get the most out of your truck. You don't need a rocket ship, just nice cool EGTs and a little more power. You're also the kind of guy who likes to do it yourself. After all, you have a garage full of tools in it. You might even be willing to sleep in the doghouse for a night or two if you can take a weekend to upgrade your truck. All right, Chris, there it is. Uh, this is your world, man. This is my world. We've had some experience with different twin turbo packages and kits and stuff like that. So um, 13 to 18 Cummins, quit, uh, Cummins kit. It's going to be the S400 stock twin turbo standard benefits, drivability. This is Now you're referencing the brand new kit from WC Fab. Right. Okay. Yeah. So WC Fab just released this kit for the 13 to 18s. Yep. And now we've been dealing with stocker S475, stocker S480 yep. kits forever. Yeah. I mean, that that's what we do, right? Yeah. Uh, but finally developing it for the fourth gen Cummins is something that I was really excited for. For sure. And I feel like this kit that, that you're talking about here, this would be a perfect match for our, our story today. Yeah. Um, you got somebody who wants to work on it at home. That means he doesn't have a bunch of extra clamps he, yeah, and a bunch he, of extra. He bought a Cummins. He bought a Cummins <laughs> for that reason. You can work on the shit. Right. Well, yeah. that, that's the idea, right? At least it used to be. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the guys, they get into buying a twin turbo kit and they think it's piping in an extra turbo. But they forget about AC lines. Well, oil drain. The oil drain is a big one. I'd say that's one of the hardest components uh, to install when it comes to a Cummins kit. But yeah, Also I mean, in these 6.7s, you're real cramped on that coolant tank. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, as far as what WC Fab offers, it, it's very, very straightforward. It's one of the more complete kits on the market. New coolant tank, your new AC lines. There's no need to bend the factory AC lines, which very common. I've seen it. Yeah. Um, easy to install. It's powder coated to the color of your choice. You can do the install at home. I would honestly say that this is a shade tree mechanic style install. Yeah. Probably eight to 10 hours yeah. if you're I mean, at home. I always use the reference. This is a weekend with a couple buddies and a case of beer install. Right. right. Honestly. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, no drilling, no tapping, no yep. welding, right? Like those are the three yep. big ones that I feel like will, will rule me out of doing a job at right. home. Is oh, like, sure. if I got to get into that shit, I just, I need a shop. And what I like about anything with a stocker over an S 400 you know when we're talking turbo setups is it's literally universal for any application great for towing great for daily driving if you're hauling heavy loads or whatnot it's going to manage egts while maintaining the higher horsepower that you're after it's just it's a home run there's no reason to not do twin turbos unless the budget doesn't allow it yeah and the cool thing with a lot of these kits nowadays is you you have some versatility uh, with where you go afterwards. So if you decide you want to get into bigger horsepower down the road, you actually there's some setups you can do to use that same same kit. Oh, for sure. Yeah, right? different so turbocharger options. You can grow that kit as you as you grow the build. Yeah. DuramaxTuner.com rolling yeah. out on those diesel insights, Chris. They've been great videos, man. They have been really good content. You know, it's it's awesome for me. Again, going on Facebook, right? Going in my newsfeed and seeing everyone that's sharing them yeah. or seeing all the comments, which makes that at the top of the newsfeed like. 
that's something that we do here in house. This is right off the top of the head. We come up, you know, you come up with all these different ideas. We kind of have a meeting once a week and Nick goes, okay, we'll do this. We'll touch on this. And then to see the finished product, to see it go live, it, it's awesome. It, it really, it's so funny you bring that up because we, we do sit down to meeting and when I, I come up to the Diesel Insights topics, I usually try to put together about 10 yep. ideas and um, I watch the whole table in this meeting just say, that's dumb, that's dumb, that's dumb. Yeah. And I'm usually thinking the ones that they're picking are my dumb ones yeah. or like I just, those were fillers and all of a sudden people want to do a video on mm -hmm. them. Uh, and that's exactly how we ended up doing one that's going to be really soon. So I, I don't know if the video or this podcast will get published first, mm -hmm. uh, but we are currently working on single versus twin turbo. Man, man, I get this question all the time. Like I've all contemplated this myself, you know, it's I a, have. It's a real question. Um, so, so Nick's going to be breaking down the benefits of each setup, the drawbacks of each setup, the the MPGs, the peak power, all the things that go into making these decisions. Oh, yeah. You know, the one, the common question that I ask guys is, what is your end goal? You know, maybe you're going to go with a turbo setup now that won't achieve that, but you don't want to spend money twice. So the kit that you go with, maybe it's compounds now, will that give you the ability to grow? Can you swap out a turbo? Right. Or can you do a drop-in or a single turbo and then compound over it in the future? You know, it's just when guys call in, I always put them on the spot. What is your end goal? Yeah. What do you want out of the truck? How, how do you use it? How about the guys who their buddies told them twins were the best? Oh, yeah. And then you ask them and they're like, well, I'm never going to put modified injectors in yep. this truck. It's like, well... You clearly don't need twin turbos, yeah. right? Unless you're towing real heavy every day and all these different situations. Yeah, that or my buddies told me to go compound turbos because it will spool up quicker than it does in stock form. Oh, I love that one. How is that physically possible? Right. Like, <laughs> you know, years ago, I didn't understand how the compound setup worked. I didn't know sure. what one fed into the other and how everything was routed. Once you're around it, once you understand the process, you'll understand nothing is going to spool up faster than what a stock turbo is. And when you go into a compound setup, that's not going to aid spool up. Right. It just doesn't do that. So, you know, I'm excited for Nick to do this video yeah. because I think even though we've been here for so long, yep. you just know that after watching these videos, he'll come up with something new that yeah. we've never thought of that we think is a really cool feature. It or just benefit. depends if uh, Nick's recording on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. <laughs> you know? Sorry, Nick. So, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, guys, uh, I'm really excited for today's competitor. He's or today's UCC competitor. He's been on the show multiple times. He's set records. He's broken hearts. He he has been through a lot of bullshit with trying to handle yeah. big horsepower. He, he gets the wrath of the social media at its finest. I've seen some nasty things said about him, and he's risen from it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those guys that I feel like you would hate him only if you've never met him. I mean, I would hate him just because he's got a badass truck and makes stupid <laughs> fucking power, and it's literally everywhere. Well, let's talk about it. The previous owner of Black Pearl, the current owner and driver of Master Shredder 2, Sean Baca. Sean, how the hell are you? Not bad. How are you guys? We're doing great. Thank yeah. you so much for taking out some time to uh, talk to our listeners a little bit about getting ready for UCC for your third appearance. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Sean, you obviously have a pretty well-known name, pretty well-known truck within the industry, but just for anybody <clears throat> brand new to the scene, can you tell us a little bit about your uh, background in diesel performance? Um, yeah, the past, uh, I don't know, four or five years where it's really taken off. Um, when I first got into it, I started, you know, with the 12 valve, you know, I had a pulling truck that was called the Black Pearl that was, got pretty well-known because it, we made a ton of boost, and, you know, it was a first-gen, so everyone loved that. And, uh, I worked for Industrial Injection, obviously, so 
that helped too. And then, you know, when I got into the common rail world, I started building my silver truck and it turned into what they call it now, the master shredder too. Yeah, it is. It has been quite the progression to see you go from the 12 valve world yeah. into the common rails and then really just kind of blow up with <laughs> 2,400 horsepower on multiple occasions yeah. and big UCC <clears throat> appearances, big dyno numbers. Um, what has that kind of been like for you to kind of go from 12 valve to common rail in such a big way? Um, it's been a pretty wild ride. <laughs> you know, they're, they're definitely, uh, definitely fun you know it's definitely challenging going from mechanical to electronic fuel injection and having computers and all that stuff and running the engine instead of you being able to tune it with a screwdriver and stuff like that but uh yeah it's been fun you know it's it's definitely i got a knack for making horsepower so i enjoy it yeah Yeah. hard to argue results right chris (laughs) yeah no um Every time your truck is on Facebook, Instagram, literally breaks the fucking internet. Like, it's a known <laughs> truck. You know, it's uh, nothing to uh, not be able to respect. Well, last year we had a great conversation after uh, Master Shredder had that uh, terrible accident on the road, and then you guys just completely rebuilt the truck in a couple of days. Um, or at least it seemed like just yeah. a couple of days. Blink of an eye. And then to show up at UCC and, and make that big horsepower all over again. Uh, it was just kind of interesting. Could you kind of walk our customers through what that customers, process was like? I'm sorry, our listeners. listeners. Do you walk our listeners through what that process was like? Yeah, that was actually the first UCC. Um, oh, I'm sorry, two years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We, uh, I was out messing around on the street, and uh, one of the front axles broke, and I ended up totaling the truck and ended up rebuilding it. Uh, it took us like a week total to get it everything transferred over to a new frame and all that stuff. That is so crazy. (laughs) um, We went to ATS right after I got the truck put back together and won the gauntlet challenge. And then shortly after that, it was the UCC was coming out. So the truck went out to the body shop and we finished all the little uh, odds and ends that needed to be addressed on the truck to get it ready for UCC. So yeah, the first year UCC ended up, um, taking first in the dyno and third overall. So, I mean, it was a pretty good showing for us out here and, and you know, what the truck's capable of. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, UCC has not been without its challenges, though, for you. Um, what have been some of the, the heartbreak moments at UCC over the past couple of years? Um, mainly it's just fighting uh, drivetrain issues both years. You know, the first year I was blowing through converters and having transmission issues. Um, last year I switched to a completely new transmission and had zero testing time on it. And uh, UCC was kind of its new transformation debut. Um, we were definitely fighting some transmission issues again. And ultimately that was the main failure point on uh last year's event you know we we'd blown through some clutches in the trans and and that transmission that's in that truck's not really uh one you can run down to the auto parts store and get parts for it's kind of a custom one-off unit that they you know put in dragsters and land speed cars and stuff like that so so uh, um after ucc last year we brought it back and freshened everything up replaced all the carnage from UCC and 
started doing testing with it, and I think this year we got it pretty dialed. So a couple of years back, you know, when we t- you totaled uh, Master Shredder, uh, that transmission was at just your basic 48 setup from a Dodge? Yeah, it was okay. a 48, fully built. And then what do you have now going into uh, UCC from last year and then again this year? Um, this trans is a four-speed B&J transmission. It's shifted off air, and basically it's... Each gear has its own section in the trans, so it's, it's easily serviceable, and you know you can get them in and out as long as you got parts to replace them with. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that walks us into asking about your backup plans for UCC. So everybody goes there with with the best of intentions of having one truck, one engine, one trans make it all the way through three events. But we've seen in the years past that's pretty rare, even for the winners. Um, what are you bringing for backup parts? What, what's your what's your uh, bench look like? Um, mainly it's just drivetrain stuff. We are bringing a backup engine, but I highly doubt we'll need that. Um, Confident. <laughs> as far as uh, the transmission goes, I got a handful of parts to replace the ones that might fail. But after. Last year's UCC, we didn't really have a problem other than trying to sled pull on this transmission, which is not a very good idea, sled pulling on a drag racing trans of this stature, you know. (laughs) Um, Why is that? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fairly confident in the entire setup. Uh, We did a lot of sled pulling last year to kind of get the chassis and all that stuff figured out and uh, didn't really run into stuff that would happen on the drag strip as far as, um, you know, something that would break. You know, it was just mainly trying to plant 2,500 horse through that transmission on the dirt with cut tires and all that stuff, and it, it just it didn't like it. So, so are you going to be... This year I actually have a reverser drop box set up going in for the flood pool. Okay. So we shouldn't have any failure there. Okay, so straight up trans change or gearing change for you to to actually do the sled pulls this year uh what is the problem with that air shifted four speed in sled pulling why doesn't that work in the dirt um it's just basically it's the physical size of the parts internally in it you know they these were never designed for a truck let alone a truck like mine that weighs 6,500 pounds on a good day right um yeah it's just a physical size i mean it i am working with them we are uh going to be coming out sooner or later with something that actually has b- bigger parts physically internally. So, uh, but as far as drag racing goes, we changed a bunch of materials and, and clutches and fluids and stuff that we were running. And so far it's been good. You know, I haven't really had any clutch failure. Um, I did break a shaft, uh, when at our event, when, um, the throttle bearing, the the pivot arm in the in the bell housing is uh, it's got a bolt that holds the throttle bearing fork on there, right? And that had snapped, and it it just slapped the clutch so hard it just shocked the whole trans, and and there was a shaft in there that broke. So, wow. I mean, other than that, it really hasn't given me too many issues. So walk, I mean, so we have the drivetrain out of the way. Walk us through, you know, like air fuel. Uh, 
people that are friends with you on Facebook and follow Industrial Injection. I mean, there's been a lot of like sneak peeks of different turbo setups and a lot of crazy things that have been coming out of the camp over by you guys. So what what's the turbo air setup look like this year? Yeah, we've definitely been playing on the dyno again. You know, that's our best friend here in the engine shop over, you know, at Industrial Injection. But uh, as far as my truck for drag racing, I'm just going to go on the single charger. You know, I know I can make 2,000 plus horse on a single turbo, so okay, it's going to be a lot easier to plant that than trying to get three turbos wound up and, and uh, trying to plant all that extra, you know, potentially 3,000 plus horsepower on the ground. And it's just really hard on dry train stuff. And all the testing I did, drag racing was on a single charger. So I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident in what I did there. And plus I can throw more nitrous at it and make more power. So it's not, you know, it's not like a, not that I'm lacking horsepower. It's just a matter of getting it down to the ground and getting, getting the truck moving, you know, because it is a, four-door long bed stock chassis truck it's just got a huge power plant and and some good drive uh, train components to get it down you know it's interesting you say that because when we were talking with levon miller he seems to be under the impression that uh the technology at least in like chassis and tires and things like that probably just isn't there to see 3,000 horsepower on a chassis dyno right uh, we might see it on the engine dynos where there's that, that positive match uh, between, you know, the engine and, and the tool calibrating it. Uh, but seeing it on a chassis dyno is just really challenging. And here you had mentioned you got 2,000 horsepower on a single charger. You can spray for more. Are you looking to break out of that 2,400 horsepower mark? Are you looking to get into the 26, 2,800 this year? Or do you think 2,400 will be enough again? As far as, the, as far as the chassis down goes, I'm going to be throwing, you know, everything I got at it, and hopefully it, it sticks and, and plants. But uh, I know the engine will make over 3,000 horsepower. I had that last year. It's just, you know, the things weren't lining up. And, and you know, I'd, I'd, I heard LeVon mentioning in the podcast that right around 2,400 horse, there is going to be some traction issues on the dyno and stuff like that. And uh, that's all stuff you got to factor in. Um trying to you know plant all that it's like we're making the thing with the, the diesel the past few years it, it has progressed so fast that i think we actually have surpassed all the drivetrain components in the truck oh, yeah. i mean nobody offers a transmission that's going to handle you know 2,000 3,000 horsepower plus for an extended amount of time you know you might get one event out of out of that drivetrain setup and then have to go through it and you know all that stuff but um <clears throat> yeah the the industry is is you know a few years ago you never heard of anyone making 2,000 horsepower now it's like <laughs> it's a normal everyone thing. Is, is throwing that number out like 500 horse truck again you know so <clears throat> <laughs> there is definitely uh a lot going on and it is progressing and and getting huge but uh as far as as uh, dynoing goes, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw everything I have, and hopefully we can plant that 3,000 horse number. How we did run into some issues last year, but um, who knows? You know, it could have been the tire slipping, the trans slipping, the, anything. You know, anything's possible at that power level, and and so much goes on, and it happens so fast. You know, I, I don't even know if uh, the dyno can can react that fast because basically with these trucks, you're not, you're like like in a V8 engine. You have eight thousand RPM or, or better to play with, right? And with these diesels, you know, I spent my truck sixty five hundred on the dyno. Whew. So I mean, that's 
when you got a, a small window and you you try to capitalize on it, you only got you know you got to work with what you got and and try to get the get it down. I mean, basically, it comes down to if everything's working right and acting right and reacting right, you'll get it or you won't. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 going to be tough. I mean, there is a lot of trucks that are coming out of the woodworks that are you know following suit and going to put up some big numbers. It's just going to be come down to who can do it the best. Because yeah. I, you know, a lot of the trucks in the competition. I've seen some of the setups and all that stuff, and I know what I'm up against, and they know what they're up against, so they're obviously going to be gunning for me, and and I got to, you know, maintain my ground. <laughs> How has so. the the rising level of competition changed your game plan over the last three years? Because, like you said, when you first showed up, you were pretty much knew you were a lock to hit to crush on the dyno, right? Like you 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 know where everybody else in a ballpark is at within the industry. But now there's more and more trucks coming up. There's more and more guys who maybe nobody has ever heard of. Has that changed what your approach is to the UCC? Um, basically, it made me get my shit together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as far as the engine and stuff goes, you know, I'm pretty much bringing the same truck I brought last year. It's the same engine, same air setup. I know what it'll make. I know the potential. It's just a matter of getting everything to work right and and getting it hooked up is what it comes down to. You know, there is a lot of trucks that are, I mean, it's not that hard to flip open a magazine and find any of these trucks in there and see their setups and, and apply their knowledge and their backgrounds and, and maybe improve on the setup or just straight up buy the same setup. And, you know, because you can have two of the exact same trucks and one's going to run better than the other yeah. is what it comes down to. One of the things that you had mentioned is this is the same engine that you had last year. So you're in a elite group of guys where actually none of the interviewees that we've had have, are using the same motor from last year. I'll Literally. just be honest. Yeah. So walk us through what's the spec of the actual long block itself that you have uh, built for the truck? Yeah, it's actually a uh, Hamilton solid block. It is a 6.7 bore. It's got the same head on it as it did last year obviously i've gone through the engine and freshened it up you know because it is making stupid amounts of power and it does, it is hard on the internals on it um it's got carilla rods in it diamond pistons it's got a custom piston in it that we have developed with them uh, it's got a factory crank and obviously it's got industrial injection cobra injectors and xp pumps and you know we do all the machine work stuff you know because I am the engine builder here, so <laughs> it is kind of the kind of the flagship. You know, my my engine and my truck and the drag truck here is you know that's our way of going out, out and about, saying you know we can compete and, and beat all these other guys. Okay, you I know mean, to have all these uh, fancy billet blocks and all that stuff. You know, it would be nice to have that stuff, but I don't need it, and I don't need it to make power. <laughs> it would be nice for weight savings in a six thousand pound truck, but it, uh, yeah, it's, like I said, it's just going to come down to uh, getting the setup down and getting the power hooked up. You know, that's the name of the game in, in all of racing. Is you know, especially drag racing, who can make the most power and who can stick it. Yeah, yeah, that's no, true. Yeah, I mean, UCC does change drag racing a little bit. Where I think it. it I don't want to say it makes it easy because that's definitely not true, but it makes it a little bit simpler not putting you guys 
on a heads up platform and actually yeah. just letting you go out there and run the best pass. And I, I like the fact that UCC allows you to swap out drivers because it's not about just who built the truck. It's not about who just drove the no. fastest time. It's about what team came together and got that truck through that competition yeah. and all the way through that competition. Uh, this year, you got to be looking around at the field, and th- and it's got to be nice to at least have – what do you have, a, one other competitor? Is, is there anybody from industrial in the qualifiers bracket this year? Um, there's a handful of, of the qualifiers that we're helping out. You know, we have built uh, a couple engines for them, and you know, Trevor Peterson, he's local to us. So he's he's in the qualifier, and and there is I mean there's a lot of trucks in the qualifier that deserve to be in the the main event. Like I said, these there's a lot of trucks coming out of the woodworks that have a lot of time and money and effort put into them, and it's it's going to be a good year. I mean, it's definitely going to be a, a, a show to go to for sure. I think yeah. it's going to be the best one yet. You said it. Yeah, we just yeah. interviewed Trevor Peterson. He had horrible things to say about you as soon as we were off there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Horrible, mean guy. Just a mean guy, Sean. I don't think he has a mean bone in his body. <laughs> Trevor Peterson. He was a riot. No, we, we loved having Trevor on the show. Um, obviously, he gave you and, and the rest of the guys at Industrial a big shout-out. I'm excited to see kind of that team atmosphere start to grow within yeah. this competition to where there is a, a whole crew from Industrial going out. Um qualifiers customers employees whatever it may be it it is really exciting to me to start to see this build into you know more of that kind of team sport Mm -hmm. kind of atmosphere um what other camps are you looking out for who else do you think is going to make a big splash at ucc this year Uh, i mean there's always you're always going to have the heavy hitters that were you know a top 10 last year and the previous year you know i mean pretty much everyone knows who the heavy hitters are now, obviously, LeVon is is a guy that everyone's gunning for. Um, you know, that's the thing is it's it's going to come down to who can keep their shit together and and get it down and get it down the track and get it down on the dyno and and pull the furthest on the dirt. You know, and and at this event, anything's possible. LeVon could show up and and be out first round of racing. Yeah. You know, if he has some catastrophic failure or any of that. You know, a lot of these guys that can bank on these bigger guys, you know, something happening to them, if, and if they can't get it swapped around fast enough or fixed in a timely manner, then they're, they're going to fall down the, the totem pole. And that's when these these other guys that are, you know, going to step up and, and prove what they can do. And that's what it all comes down to, who, who can stay together and who can get their shit down. Do you think if everything goes right, uh, you'll be faster than Levon at the drag strip? Well, that's like comparing an apple to an orange. You no, know? my truck is a four-door long bed, <laughs> and his, his truck damn near weighs half of what my truck weighs. Well, so. that's, right, how about this? That's we'll change, we'll, we'll this, change the question, though. Do you think if your truck can stay together the entire event, no issues, <clears throat> with all the testing that you've done in the last year, do you have the potential to take the top spot? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be going there to the event if I didn't think I could win it. Okay. I love it. You know, I'm not just going out there to blow my shit up and, and you know, make a fool of myself. I'm going to go out there and try to win, you know, just as much as the next guy. I think Charlie not, Keeter actually told us he's going to, to blow his shit up. You know? 
I think one of the things too, <clears throat> you know, following you over the last year, there's been more testing at the drag strip and and sled pulling than the two years prior. You know, so it's like you. Yeah, before like before I even got you know into really competing heavily with this truck, and I, I kind of feel like I don't compete heavily. I was just I just show up to dyno events and, and knock off all these dyno events because that's where all the money's at. You know, there's only in the last little bit have they upped the payouts for sled pulling and drag racing to where it's even close to what dyno events. You know, I'd show up to a dyno event and walk away with five grand and run my truck for ten minutes. Yeah, beating the shit out of it dropping the trans or popping turbos you know and, and for what 500 bucks no. <laughs> like everyone gives me shit for going to dino events but they're they're the dumb ones not me you know I, I, that one year <laughs> I went on tour with my truck and I, I made 20 grand just off of dinos that was cash in my pocket Jesus I mean, and there ain't no events that i know of that you can run your truck for 10 15 minutes and walk away with that kind of money it, it don't work like that yeah. other than dining yeah sled pulls out this way you're looking to make 100 bucks yeah and get yeah, a slap on the first yeah, yeah, yeah exactly i don't even pay for beer at the end of the night <laughs> that's a fact why go build a hundred thousand dollar truck just for to win a hundred bucks you know it doesn't make sense I love that. I love gonna, that logic. I'm going to beat the shit on my truck. It better be a couple thousand dollars on the line, not a couple hundred. Yeah. Well, that's it, though. You know, it's that that logic. I think is kind of what led to the ultimate callout challenge of guys looking at each other, going, "Well, your truck only does this, and my truck mm-hmm. only does that." And we were talking to Tony Burkhart recently and some other guys about. You know, what's this sled pull going to look like? Because we get so many guys that are out of the drag race circuit or like you out of the dyno circuit coming to this event. You know how to make huge horsepower, probably bigger horsepower than most of the sled pull trucks out there in the country. You you're, you definitely got a handle on drag racing. Sled pulling seems to be that one that, that we feel, at least here, is going to kind of make or break a lot of guys at this event. Uh, are you running the cut tires again? What What's your plan in the dirt this year besides, obviously, the trans conversion? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be running the the cut tires. That's basically that's the same setup I ran all last summer. You know, I did win the uh, NHRDA championship for sled pulling. So I mean, it, hell yeah. I mean, I feel like I got that pretty dialed in as far as the setup goes. It's just you know when we get in this fleet of elite trucks all in one arena that's that's when it's going to get down and dirty you know that's when it's who who has their shit dialed yeah is <laughs> what it comes down comes down to i love it i love it uh sure as far yeah as far as horsepower goes like i'm i got plenty on tap like i ain't even fucking <laughs> worried about it. nobody <laughs> touching my horsepower numbers that's the thing i'm an engine builder i'm not a drag racer i'm not a sled puller i'm not a my job is to make horsepower, and that's what I—that's what I fucking do best. I love it. I love it. Well, we're excited to see you go out and compete again this year. Uh, who do you want to give a shout out to? I definitely want to give a shout out to everyone that's helped me get here. You know, all my all my friends and family. You know, first and foremost, and you know, uh, Industrial and Jackson for sure. You know, they've pretty much backed me on anything I want to do here, as far as the truck and the drag truck. You know, and we got a pretty good team going on that. You know, our drag truck does hold the record right now for 
super street and we plan on doing a lot with it this year and um you know my truck as far as is you know it's kind of i honestly don't know what to do with it sometimes because it, it's fun to go out and, and drag race and beat on it and it's fun to show up these dyno events and and knock those down and you know i, I personally like showing sun because <laughs> uh it don't cost near as much as much money, and and it's definitely fun to get around the crowd and hang out and, and you know bullshit about trucks and cars and and uh, yeah and uh, sponsors and stuff like that. You know they they've helped me out. Carrillo stepped in this year and definitely backed me up with some rotating assembly components. And <clears throat> Diamond's got the pistons on lock, and and Hamilton he's he's definitely taking care of me as far as the engine block goes and camshafts and. Um, Beans, he's uh, he's definitely whipping out some badass valve covers and CP3 stuff and for me. And um, you know, Ryan down at RKL, he uh, he actually helped me get this transmission swap figured out and uh, kind of dialed in. And um, Yukon, they're they're the ones that are uh, getting it down to the ground as far as actual components go. Um, Dan Valance. Can't thank him enough. His clutches, you know, it's, I ran that same clutch last year at UCC, and I didn't. I sent it in, and he only had to clean it up ten thousand off the clutch. So that's, that's saying something. <laughs> wow! When yeah. you got a twenty five hundred horse truck ripping on that clutch every every event, <laughs> that one year, that that first year, or sorry, last year at UCC, I actually was hot lapping the truck, and the clutch got so hot it actually turned the crank blue. Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> yeah, there was a. Molten steel coming out of the bottom of the, <laughs> the mol, mol, molten clutch fragments coming out of the bell housing and stuff like that. So oh that's God. definitely a testament to his clutches. They definitely hold up, and you know everyone that's that's helped me work on the truck, all the guys here at the shop, I definitely appreciate them. And like I said, the friends and family and followers and supporters. You know, I can't thank you guys enough. That's awesome, man. Well, Sean, we definitely appreciate you carving out a little time for our listeners today. All right, guys. Hey, no problem, man. We'll uh, see you out there. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Listeners, this has been Paul. And Chris. Thanks for listening. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including Duramax, Cummins, PowerStroke, John Deere, Case, New Holland, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. If you'd like to contact the podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email Paul at DuramaxTutor.com or Chris at CEHMK at DuramaxTuner.com. Hey, thanks for listening. Your feedback is appreciated. Please rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and by all means, let us know if you have any ideas for a podcast. We'd love to hear from you. You don't need a rocket ship, just a nice, cool, just... mm, mm, mm. Over the many years you've been driving diesel pickup trucks, you've be- Over the many years you've been driving pe- What the fuck?